0: Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire.
1: Metallica turned into a circus actor. Ellie Sucks! Can I say something that I think is bullshit? During food, would Yes, we sell out. you guys He also told me he was on acid.
0: Yeah, you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my
1: own urine.
0: Alcoholica.
1: And I talked about digging a hole in fucking Durham, smoking hash through the ground.
2: Hey, this is Edwin Outwater,
0: conductor and musical director of SNM2, and you're listening to AND Podcast for All.
2: Welcome to podcast for All, I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, this is the third or fourth time we're recording at the noon hour. It's totally out of our element.
0: Yeah, normally I'm used to recording at midnight and it's you know dark and quiet and now it's bright and
2: people are awake and it's weird. The whole house is awake, my neighbor's using some fucking wood chipper, the laundry machines are running, there's a bunch of traffic running about my house at 70 miles an hour, it's, it's just not us.
0: You better put up some soundproofing foam over that window
2: i'll do what i gotta do but today today is just not one of those normal days because we're going to the hip-hop world oh yeah not everything is heavy metal at midnight on in podcast for all
0: yeah man i'm down for whatever
2: are you familiar with a uh, beautiful young lady that has been ripping some metallica lately but people have been ripping on her
0: uh yes yes i am familiar
2: We are going to Charlotte, North Carolina. I usually say tonight, but I have to say this afternoon. We're on the way to the NC to talk to someone who rocks a Metallica shirt and gets a whole bunch of shit for it.
0: You know, I used to rock Metallica shirts when I was in high school and stuff, and people would give me shit, but, you know, it was what it was. I think it's just because they they weren't educated. They didn't know. You know what I mean?
2: Have you ever worn an artist or a band or a performer shirt that... You knew nothing about it?
0: No. No. I can't say I have.
2: So you're true to your colors when you wear your Motley Crue Shout at the Devil shirt?
0: Yeah, you know, if I am going to spend money on a band t-shirt, I mean, they're expensive. you know, Especially when you buy them at the concert. If you're going to spend the money on it, I'm going to know who it is. I'm not going to go spend 30 40 $50 on a t-shirt for somebody I don't listen to or I have no idea who they are.
2: Oh, you mean that leather jacket you bought at the Kiss concert for $550? Hey, $560. what would you get out of that? A star child and a cat face?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if only. I think I'm. next time I see Kiss, I'm going to make sure I get that jacket.
2: I agree with you. Well, it's noon. We're rocking it. We're going to Charlotte, North Carolina. Excuse all the traffic in the background and my washing machine, maybe the occasional dog walking in on the uh, tile floor. You ready to rock? Yeah, man, let's do it. I should say, are you ready to hip hop? I'm down for that, too. I hope she's a Charlotte Hornets fan. We welcome from Charlotte, North Carolina, Zaria. Zaria, how you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you?
2: Good. Are you a Hornets fan?
1: Um, You know, I'm not. I used to be pretty big into the NBA when I was younger because I played a lot of basketball. But it's kind of... I don't appreciate it that much anymore. It just kind of got real hokey to me, and you know, everybody—it's just too many superstars on one team, and I just—I don't know. It's not that interesting anymore. So I've been
0: saying for a long time, basketball hasn't been the same. I stopped watching basketball probably in like oh four oh five. Yeah, it's not the I, same. I feel like after Garnett left the T Wolves, because I'm in Minnesota, so obviously you got to be a T Wolves fan. So after Garnett left the T Wolves, it was like, all right, I'm kind of out
2: here. Yeah. Well, when you got uh, Harden and Durant and Kyrie on the nets now, <laughs> right? I mean, that just tells it all right there.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: We're chasing the money. We're chasing the big market, and
1: yeah, I, I've been pretty out of touch with it to be honest. I, I really couldn't tell you who who's on what team. Like I just, I stopped, I stopped watching it after I stopped playing, and it just, it just got real uh, commercial.
2: Well, speaking of uh, small markets becoming big markets. Tell us how this all went down when you decided to rock a Metallica shirt and your your uh, whole world blew up.
1: Yeah. It really did. Um basically, I was, you know, I've had this thought since I've started with my music that okay, I need to bring my talents into this which are like playing drums, guitar, piano and I was like, "All right, I need to introduce it, you know, like integrated in a little bit before I just, just start with it. So I was like, let me just wear one of my old Metallica shirts. I've had that shirt for like eight years probably. So it's kind of small. So that's why I was like cut up and you know, whatever. But <laughs> we don't have to talk about that.
2: That's the kill them all one.
1: The uh no that that one's also cut up. I cut up like all of those old ones because they were very small. But it was the ride the lightning that did it. So I, I got on TikTok and I'm doing the you know, whatever dances. Sure. And uh, I had the, I had the ride of the lightning shirt on and somebody was like, name three Metallica songs. And then somebody else was like, I bet you don't even like Metallica. And I was like, I was actually, <laughs> I was, I was at the bar when I saw the comments and I told my boyfriend, I was like, look at this. Can I cuss on this?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I was like, look at what this fucker just said. I was like, he's talking about, I don't like Metallica it's like watch me go home. I'm going to I'm going to really show him up. And so I got home and I made the video and I was a little too drunk to kind of, you know, make a good video. So I made the video the next day. Awesome. Yeah, and, you know, all of this has happened since then. Um but that was that was how it happened.
2: So the TikTok, the Instagram, everything else blew up within a couple days of that.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't remember the exact day that I I posted the video, but I had posted it in the evening. And I thought, like, this isn't going to do anything. This is just for me to, like, show up this one troll, like, you know, whatever, because I try to post every day and sometimes it's hard to, like, find something to post. So it was just another video that I had put out. I woke up and I had like 40,000 views and I was like, wow, that's 40,000 more than I expected. So, yeah. And then, like. Within the next few days, I think it had quickly got like 300,000 and then like the Loudwire people, you know, did the story about it. And that's where, you know, pretty much that was the thing that did it. I don't think TikTok alone would have appreciated it enough to like get it that much coverage, but Loudwire really like blew it up.
0: And now you have big names like Guitar World posting about you too. I think they had posted something about the uh, endorsement deal with Sully Guitars. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. That's quite the accomplishment, especially for shredding some Metallica, putting it up on social media. and Next thing you know, it, it's like, you know, the phone starts ringing.
1: It was crazy. I, I didn't expect it. Like it. And it was crazy because, like, when I was 15, I was like, I want to be a guitar player so bad. And so, like, you know, I, I can still play and everything, but I kind of, like slowly went away from it a little bit over the years. And I was doing the, you know, the hip hop and I was doing the, the, the R and B, but the whole time I was like, I've got to get back to doing that stuff that I was doing. And this was like the time I was really going to do it. So it was just, it was perfect timing because that blew up. And now like I, I pretty much like doubled my followers on uh, Instagram and I gained like 50,000 on TikTok, all of which are like, really supportive you know rock people so i was like all right this is this is the perfect time
2: it was so cool jeff and i were getting ready to do a an episode when all that went down at midnight and jeff said have you seen this and i said yeah i saw something on loudwire i think loudwire was the first time we talked about this went and checked things out i said jeff you have to go look at her video called haunted she's slitting this guy's throat <laughs> on the couch i mean how it's, rock and roll, how metal is that? Yeah, that's pretty it's heavy. It's fucking gunner. metal.
1: Like, nobody can tell me that I haven't been metal the whole time. I don't know.
2: Absolutely. I said, well, whether it's the Killamar or the Ride the Lightning shirt, check out this video. And then the other video we checked out, you were singing, smoking, drinking every night, fucking every girl in sight. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Metallica's Harvester of Sorrow, of drink up, shoot in, let the beatings begin. <laughs>
1: hey it could be you know could be inspired by that you know just it's i listen to a lot of different things and, and you know predominantly rock uh and r&b so i mean it's just kind of like what i like so there's definitely elements of both in uh the music that i put out and the music that i plan to put out
2: absolutely when uh when did you start playing what was your first instrument
1: Uh, I guess technically it was piano, but the first thing I was real, real serious about was the guitar, and it was because I had, you know, discovered Metallica over the years, but about ninth grade, I was, like, really into it, and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I listened to, like, their whole discography, and I think for that whole year, like, I literally only listened to Metallica, and I begged my parents for a guitar, and I was like, you know, watching videos on like how to play it. And I was like, I can do it. I I know I can do it. So I finally got the guitar and I never looked back.
2: First, uh, we have this section called The Memory Remains. What was your first ever Metallica memory or when you discovered them? What was the song, the album, maybe the t-shirt?
1: Yeah, uh, I definitely remember. uh, I was sitting in my uh, fifth grade class and I had a teacher named Miss Roop and she was very cool. And she was a big Virginia Tech Hokies fan. And apparently they would always run out to inner Sandman and like the whole crowd would just jump up and down.
2: Yeah, I've seen that footage. About 100,000 people just going ape shit.
1: Yeah. And I was like, like, what the fuck is this? Why have I never heard this before? And in that fifth grade, I knew. I was like, this is, this is really cool. And like, keep in mind at the time, My friend was listening to Green Day and I was like, this sucks. Like, I like them now. I do. But at the time I was like, yeah, I don't like that. But when I heard Metallica, it was definitely something different.
0: Oh, yeah. It's got the edgier, more aggressive sound. And there's just something about, you know, especially if you're into that type of music. Once you hear Metallica, it feels it feels like the door just opens to a whole new realm of, you know, what you listen to.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Very cool so tell us about your endorsement with Sully Guitars.
1: Sully Guitars, first of all, he's awesome. Super, super nice guy. Um, he uh actually another one of his uh artists, Pasquale, uh, Pasqual, I don't know what his last name is, but he's a he's another artist and he was like, Hey, you're really cool. Have you ever had a guitar endorsement? And I was just like, Bro, what are you what like what are you talking about? <laughs> but I was like, No, I haven't. And then he was like, well, I've got someone who wants to talk to you. So later that day, like literally the same day I was on the phone with Sully and he's like, yeah, I'd like to send you this guitar. I was like, sure. And I, in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, how much is this shit going to cost? <laughs> but, yeah, like, right but yeah, I ended up getting the guitar. It was awesome. And, you know, we decided to do the deal so hopefully i'll be getting you know another one soon and it's it's great i you know i absolutely love love the guitar what kind of pickups are in there i honestly don't know they're not they're not branded and i asked him which ones that they are and he was like oh they're my they're my special ones that i've told them to like make this certain way but i don't i don't remember the brand
2: jeff what's your favorite pickup
0: Oh, my favorite pickup, I would have to say there's a few of them that I'm a big fan of. I like the Bare Knuckles, uh, the Fishman Fluence uh, Moderns. I'm a big fan of those. Um, Obviously, EMGs because, you know, as people know, you know, Shane and I play in, you know, Metallica tribute band. So I got to keep it true to what they play. And
2: so I've obviously grown partial to EMGs as well. So now that you're with Sully guitars, did you have to retire the neon green Ibanez?
1: I did. I did have to retire that guitar. Oh uh,
2: no. It's but famous it's, now since you shredded on it. It's
1: it's it's you know, I'll never get rid of that guitar. Um it's got a lot of sentimental values to me and I used to Play it um, for years and years in in high school and in all those little rock performances. I think at one point I wanted a Gibson and I took it to uh guitar center and I was going to trade it in. I started crying. I was like, I can't do it. So I just kept it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know how that goes. Once you get attached to a certain instrument, it like I don't know, it almost feels like it becomes like part of your family. It's like you can't let go of it, and there's yeah. that sentimental value. And it's mm-hmm. you know, especially if you made you know milestones on it whether you learn something or accomplish something great with it it's like i can't let this go yeah
2: yeah try being a drummer jeff and having five drum kits in your house because they all are like your children yeah (laughs) i can only imagine what your house looks like right now with all your kits down there i just there's too many memories there's too many touring memories my lars orange sparkle can't get rid of that. How many shows have you and I played with that? Oh yeah, I mean that's literally been around the country multiple times, and we've we've it's seen a lot. When the purple kit retires, it's not like you take that to Guitar Center or throw that on Craigslist. You, just, I
1: just can't. Just
2: leave it for another day. So, any touring plans coming up if the if the world opens up again in twenty twenty one?
1: You know, we'll just have to see. There's there's honestly been like people that I've been talking to that. I have no idea why they're talking to me. I'm like, dude, you're, you're famous. I don't know why you're talking to me. So maybe. We'll see. I have no idea what what this year holds, but I know it'll be something good.
0: Who knows? With all this publicity, maybe you'll get a message from Metallica one of these days.
1: Dude, they actually, like... Whoever runs their account, I was like getting to talk to and I'm like, I'm just going to pretend that like the whole band is like writing this message <laughs> to me. So whoever, you know, I don't know who it was, but it was really cool. And now they follow me on Instagram. They like my photo that I posted and I was like, what is what is my life anymore?
0: That's that's a sign of making it right there when Metallica themselves follow you and start liking yourself. And, you know, that's that's the world we live in nowadays. That's, you know, social media is. I mean, that's how you get your name out there now.
2: Yep, absolutely. You're like Lars, James, Kirk, and Rob. This is all from them directly. Yeah. We know it. We know all four of them are in a room texting me right now. So this is just what it is. And welcome to 2020.
1: That's that's what I told myself. It definitely was. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Lars sitting there going, "Oh, have you seen this girl? You know, she can fucking shred." <laughs> <laughs> we do this little segment uh, called "And Voting for All," where. We like to ask our guests to pick between two songs. Uh, we get our social media involved and we let them vote as well. It's this little poll that we do, and we pick between you know two you know pretty close songs. There's usually a theme. We've done like album openers, uh, battle of the album title tracks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This week we have so for anyone who is a big Metallica fan, they know that they are notorious for having song four ballads, as we like to call them, track four track four yep so this week we are doing battle of the track four ballads and it is going to be
2: one versus fade to black
1: how did i know that before you said it i knew
2: i saw the look on her face like this is coming and then jeff said it i'm like there we go here it is
1: no. no
2: Episode gets posted on Wednesday, and voting for all goes live on Instagram on Thursday. Polls close at midnight.
1: Oh, man. And
2: then we post the results on Friday morning. Even I have to think about this. That's... That's...
0: It's an easy one for me, but I know for a lot it's of people, for me. That's, that's tough. For me, it's, it's fate, without a doubt.
1: I am I was leaning towards fate, but I don't know.
0: Fade has sentimental value because it was the first Metallica solo I ever learned note for note. Okay, so yeah. So for that reason, you know, you know being a guitar player and that was like one of those like monumental milestones for me learning that solo, you know, at a young age. So for me that song is sentimental. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff this isn't about you. I know it's not about me. It's this it's never not about you. It's never about. But that me. was
1: good insight. That was good insight though cuz I can relate to like the the solo thing, but also the intro solo to to one is like a similar thing. Like I definitely remember trying to learn, like you know the the intro and then the solo and then there's was all of these little harmony things. So it was like kind of difficult. So I spent a lot of time on that one. Uh, uh... Okay, I'm gonna go with fade. Even though I love one, I love one. I'll go with fade.
0: Yes. What do you think, Shane? What would you pick?
2: I'm still in debate. the The jury's still out. Um, I got to go with Fade. One, one is special for so many reasons. The video, that's the, video. the song that got me hooked on double bass drumming. Um, obviously the Justice album, but when you throw them up against each other, I, I always think of songs in a live setting in one with the production and the theatrics and the pyro and the video screens and all that oh
0: yeah it definitely adds to it
2: it's so much larger than, than Fade but when we're talking song I, I gotta go with Fade to Black Yeah,
0: I feel like even though the production is big for one I still feel like the end solo when Lars kicks in with the double bass and Kirk starts really shredding it I feel like the crowd reaction is still bigger in like, more explosive than it is for one, even with all that production.
2: There you go. Three for three, fade to black, and voting for all. When you hear this, polls open tomorrow on Thursday and close at midnight. So cast your vote. That's tough, dude. You're getting good at this. I've had a little bit of practice. What was week one? Blackened versus Battery for an opener?
0: Yep, Blackened versus Battery. And then it was uh, Ride versus Justice. The
2: title tracks? Yep and then last week's was your favorite cover whiskey versus turn the page. Yep. Whew. This is like a full-time job for you picking these songs.
0: Yeah, I really have to put some thought into it. Now it's four times and now the next one, I don't know what I'm, I don't know how I'm going to top this. How many uh
2: how many albums you got out?
1: All right, so I have one collaboration album out and then I did two eps this year and then i did the hymn album which is was what you saw the haunted and uh romanticized (laughs) you deserve it all and only i can give
2: you that very cool how many videos
1: uh i think there's one that i decided not to put out but i did like literally everything for it so we did indiana jones was the first one and then we did uh insecure and then we did haunted and that might be it i did like yeah i did like small videos like just visualizers for a few but those were like the the three main ones
2: all filmed in charlotte
1: uh one was in greenville south carolina uh then one was in Asheville, north carolina and then haunted was like in my apartment in charlotte
2: that's where you sliced your boyfriend's throat
1: sliced (laughs) it (laughs) yeah
2: is that your boyfriend
1: yes yeah
2: perfect he's like oh whatever you need i'll do it
1: yeah i think he would afterwards he's like why did you have to kill me? I'm like, it's for the arts for the music. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just go with it, baby.
1: Yeah, it was fine. He's fine.
0: <laughs> any plans to record any new stuff or new album singles, anything like that?
1: Yes. Um, so on Wednesday I'm in the studio and I'm recording a very, uh, different than like what I've, you know, been putting out, which is like, more distorted guitars, but my, my voice is like similar. Cause like, that's just the way that I sing, but you know, I've always been drawn to, to like heaviness. And I think that like adding like a nice distorted guitar in there is like, it, it just adds to that. So there'll be elements of that and just very like raw emotional vocal stuff. Um, and hopefully like a really cool video. So I'm, I'm super excited to get that one done
0: everything that's you know blown up because of you know shred metallic and all that stuff any thoughts or plans to possibly do like a full out just like heavy metal song just like balls to the wall heavy song Have, have have you ever thought about the idea of doing that
1: yeah i'm sure i have but as i as i mentioned like i feel like there's a certain type of vocals that are associated with that and i just don't I'm either not comfortable enough yet to feel like I wanna do that or I haven't mm. like tried it enough yet. I definitely when I was younger, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to scream and I could like do it to some extent, but you know, I think I'm definitely more comfortable and just feel sort of more authentic in the smooth, you know, kind of cadence that mm. I've developed.
2: Yeah, Jeff, she's gonna record a garage days record. It's gonna be called Garage Z. <laughs> <laughs> All Sully guitar inspired. Kirk Hammett solos while wearing a Kill All shirt and I mean just what we've seen her shred if she shredded you know 12 14 tracks think of those likes follows and shares
0: yeah you just got to make sure you have a shit ton of wah pedals set up so you can get that Kirk Hammett song
1: (laughs) well I'll tell you it's uh, the solo that I'm going to put in this song that that I was talking about is very is like more Vi inspired and not to say that I can fucking play like that (laughs) but you know just uh, the kind of uh stuff he does with the whammy bar like i was really inspired to play the for the love of god when i got this guitar and i think it just kind of merged with the song i was working on and i was like yeah this is cool this is it so i'm super super excited about that one
2: yeah that's cool i wish i could shred like Vi too (laughs) (laughs) you just want a guitar that's got a handle built into it jeff no i don't need to go that far The Mrs. Smith gem guitar, right?
0: Yeah, she's got the gem guitar that's painted like uh, Eddie Van Halen's
2: guitar. I forgot to ask you, have you seen Metallica Live?
1: Such a touchy subject. Uh I tell you, why this was so important to me was because... I should have gone there. No, it's okay. Um, when When I was younger, like I said, I played basketball. I was trying to play basketball in college, and so I was always playing during the summer. And I remember this one summer in particular... I had tickets to go um, see them. I think it was in Atlanta, but I had to be like in Kentucky or Ohio or something like the next day. So I did not get to go. And then I had a friend go and he was like, telling me how cool it was. And I was like, I hate you. And then, (laughs) and then like the next time that I missed them, they were in Charlotte and I was here. I was at like literally in this apartment uh, about two years ago, they were touring through Charlotte, and I just missed it somehow that they were going to be here. So I was pissed about that. And then this year, I had tickets to go to the thing. It was another one in Charlotte with like a bunch of other bands, and it got canceled because of COVID. Yeah,
2: big festival.
1: So no, <laughs> I haven't seen them. All.
0: Just not the greatest luck with the boys. Oh,
2: So Zarya, you're all for three and seeing Metallica. If you had your dream set list or your top five Metallica songs, what would they be?
1: Yeah. um,
2: Any venue you've dreamed of? Any collaboration you've dreamed of? A Dream No More Metallica set list from Charlotte. And I I think you're due to see them in the next year. So let's hear it.
1: Okay. I think uh, I really like their instrumentals. So I love To Live Is To Die and Orion, but I think, to pick between the two i'd go with orion nice and then i think you gotta do um what would i pick i saw this question that you guys sent me and i was like i should think about this before and then i didn't (laughs) um let's think i i nothing else matters has a lot of sentimental value to me i just love that song i will play that at my Wedding and at my funeral, <laughs> so uh oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, like that's just—I think that might be my favorite song ever. So that one, nice. And
0: and what do you know, James Hetfield is the one that does the solo in it. There, there you go.
1: go. Yep. Um, what else would I pick? You got to go, "Creeping Death," so you can do the die, die. You know, everyone's chanting that. I've always wanted to like
2: hear very powerful
1: and like be a part of that. I just feel like that would be. I'm sure you guys have seen
2: that live. Many times. It's uh, it's hard to even explain it even after we've seen it the numerous times we have because there's not one hand that's down. Everyone's into it. It's just a perfect moment.
1: Yeah.
0: It's really, when it comes down to it, Metallica, It's I mean, anybody who's gone to a concert knows it's like, oh, yeah, I went and saw a concert today or tonight or whatever it was. It was cool, blah, blah, blah. But there's just something about Metallica. It's more of an experience, and it's just, you know, the amount of crowd participation with it i mean during that song it always is very very powerful
1: and then um i think i would do battery because good choice there's a there was a thing that um james started doing he'd be like are you alive and i always thought that was so cool so probably battery And then uh, a, a song, a sleeper pick, probably, and and one that they may not do. And actually, I was preparing for this, so I last night I watched him play Saint Anger live, and I decided I would not, <laughs> I would not put it on the set list.
2: Jeff, I'll let you take it from here.
0: I'm a huge Saint Anger fan. I, it's been one of my favorite Metallica albums ever, and I've gotten a lot of grief from people for it but anytime anyone picks anything from St. Anger for anything or gives it like a thumbs up I get super excited about that
1: I love that song I have, I have love the album but I have to be like pissed off and if you're pissed off it's like the best thing ever
0: oh but it's a great album to listen to when you're angry yeah Same it's
1: just here. so raw and like abrasive and I'm like yes but like if you're not it's just
0: it's definitely not an easy listening album that's for no, sure
1: no not at all so That is to say that I watched it last night and I think it was like there's too many syllables and he's getting all like worked up. So it's not like the best one to perform. So I would I would swap that out and I would go with Bleeding Me.
0: Ooh, I like that, too. Awesome. Very, very good choice.
1: I love that song. So I think that's five.
0: I feel like I feel like Load and Reload don't get enough credit. No. No, it's
2: one of the best songs off of both of those records.
0: Absolutely, 100%.
2: Bleeding Me is right up there with Outlaw, Torn, and uh, Sleeps, in my opinion.
0: That's hell of a top five list for sure.
2: That's what I love about this section. We get all walks of life from all parts of the globe, and you can go from Nothing Else Matters to St. Anger. Awesome. Or Bleeding Me. Jeff, can you spit all those lyrics he says?
0: I, I mean, I, Probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you're a lead guitar player, but you got to you got to know some vocals, and it's your jam. So let's hear it. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> fuck it all. Fucking no regret. Yeah. Hit the lights on in podcasts for all.
1: Yeah, there's something about like, and I was telling my mom this because I I would I would like you know I was also listening to Metallica when I was pretty young and still in the car with my mom she's like did he just say fuck and i'm like you know what mom it's it's okay because they don't say it every other word and it actually means something in rock music so like Absolutely. yeah i love like i kind of really like it when a rock song says fuck like i think that's why i liked enema by tool so much because when he said that i was like wow this is so angry but i love it
2: it's a powerful word
1: yeah definitely all you
2: and fuck your short memory. It's got meaning, it's got, uh, what am I trying to say? It's funny that... It, it's just not street talk when you're talking music.
0: No, no.
2: It's funny that you
0: bring up Tool because Shane just sent me this video of Danny Carey playing For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, I'm not the hugest tool fan, but all of them, you know, musician wise, like I know they're phenomenal and their drummer is absolutely insane. But mm-hmm. seeing him do a song like that, it's just it's funny because I mean, it's such a simple song. Yeah, let
2: me correct that. It's it's not actually Danny. Oh, no, yeah, it. I know. It's in the style of I should have rephrased that. If Danny Carrier was playing bells which was Gives it a whole new meaning, which I did not show you if (laughs) if Lars decided to play a tool song. Oh, boy. I got to send you the reverse of that. So remind me later. I,
0: I have seen the video. If Lars played bleed by Meshuggah. That one, that. that one is interesting because that song is very complex you know as far as the kick work goes and it's very you know intricate and of course the drum beat just like boo da boo da boo da 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 boo <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean
2: <laughs> very load like
0: yeah I give it like that that yeah load or even like the intro of like Orion type feel just straightforward
2: the ACDC 4-4 four, four, I like to call it what did we do before we had YouTube TikTok Instagram we'd have We'd have none of this material in our lives.
0: Well, yeah, you actually had to go out and buy records and go to the, you know, go to Best Buy or go to, I guess in here it'd be like down in the valley or, you know, yeah, I miss the electric fetus. I love the I miss, record
2: store still. I miss those days, but you'd never come across someone playing bells in the Tool style, Tool in the Metallica style, uh, you know, NWA covers, Aerosmith stuff like that. <laughs> Seriously.
0: Oh, yeah, no. And that's what social media is all about. You know, people like, you know, Jared Dines, who started, you know, doing those covers and like playing, like, all right, I'm going to play this riff in the style of, or this and, you know, changing everything up. It just, it's really opened the doors for a lot of people to be creative.
2: Yeah. 20 years ago, you couldn't wear a Metallica shirt and get ripped on and then decide to shred a few solos and you have 175,000 followers. Those. But what does this world come to? It's unbelievable how quickly we're connected.
1: I definitely agree, but I think it's it's cool now to like you know have have more at your fingertips because I think like you know what if what if I had grown up and I didn't have like a record store nearby, maybe I wouldn't have discovered Metallica. Like that would suck, but I probably would have just because very close to my heart. But um, I, I think, I think in some ways it's a very good thing. And also, you know, it's, it's done nothing but benefit me. So I can't be mad about it.
2: Just think of podcasts too. They didn't exist. What? 10, 15 years ago. Now people say, Oh, Shane, I've got this podcast for you to check out. It's like, okay, I'll add that to the list of the 400 I haven't heard yet.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Just nonstop material.
1: Yeah, it's also, like, it's harder to stand out these days because there's just so much. And, like, I think that's one thing that I've realized about music is, like, that's it's just so competitive these days because everyone can make music. You know, I can sit right here on the same laptop that I'm talking to you on, cook up a song, put it out, um, and now I'm competing with literally everyone else who has this same technology, whereas back in the day there were so many less people making music and like just so much less in the mainstream
2: where all can we find you online
1: uh zarya's music on instagram and tiktok but anywhere you're like looking for the music it's just zarya but um instagram's like a great central point because um, i've got all my links in there and you know you can pretty much find anything
0: Zaria, real quick, before we end this, do you have any advice for upcoming musicians or social media influencers or anything like that that you would want to give?
1: Yeah, yeah
2: wear a Kellen All shirt. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, um, I think I think the main thing that has really helped me is just, and it's a cliche, but it's like literally just be yourself. Um, I, w- I was trying to like, Do all of these things that I thought would would get me recognition. And like literally the most essential thing to me and just like being myself is what is what just like exploded my career, for lack of a better phrase, I guess. But like just just be yourself and and don't be uh, afraid to be different. I always I always felt different growing up and I kind of felt a little bit weird. Like I wasn't a weirdo, but, you know, I wasn't doing the same thing that everyone else was doing. I've never been afraid to, to do my own thing. So
0: just don't get caught up in what every, every mainstream thing is doing.
1: Yeah. Cause like I said, everyone is doing the same thing and it's kind of like if you don't do something different or you, you don't have something else to add, like it's really hard to, uh, to stand out. And and if you're doing the same thing as everyone else, you kind of just have to get lucky.
0: Sure. Yep. That makes sense. It's like, you got to be yourself and find your own niche. And it's, it's kind of hard to do that, but it seems like the more people stay true to themselves, the quote unquote, easier it is to find that niche. Cause you know, when you're trying to chase something that's not you or not, you know, what you're about, that's where it seems to get a little bit fake, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's all about like being authentic and like you know, sometimes rapping is authentic to me and sometimes it's not. And so I'm like very sensitive about that. Like somebody's like, oh, rap on this song. And if I don't feel it, I'm like, no, I don't I don't want to like I don't want to I don't want to rap about stuff that I, I don't have. And like I just kind of felt uncomfortable doing that. So it's like now I'm just going to make whatever I feel like. And, and that's that's what's authentic to me.
0: That's cool. It seems like you're definitely all about like serving the song and what it needs, not just doing whatever is popular, or what someone else wants you to do. You're like, well, if it doesn't work for this, I ain't doing it.
1: Yeah. And it's like also about making making music for me because that's why I started doing it. And, and that aids in the, the authenticity that I'm talking about. Um, because like if you start trying to make music for other people – it's it's not necessarily gonna be the best, at least at least in my um experience.
2: Basically, kids, don't be like Nickelback.
1: Well, I mean
0: <laughs> N- Nickelback did all right for themselves, though.
2: Yes, they did.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would take Chad Kroger's bank account right about now.
2: Well, you're talking about being authentic. That was me in junior high. I got shit every day because I was wearing a Metallica shirt with khakis with Nike flip-flops. <laughs> i am trying to picture you in
0: khakis just in general i mean other than other than your <laughs> your day job but i'm trying to picture you in any kind of khakis that's weird the flip-flops i can see but and the, of course the metallica shirt
2: classic late 90s dockers and someone bet me that i couldn't wear a metallica shirt for the entire semester and i did because back then i had probably 25 shirts
0: so i was like all right
2: just every week just New dude, and you know, your section of shirts, you know, I'm a flip flop guy when weather permits. So I said, Here we go. This when weather a-
0: permits, it even in Minnesota, you were, dude, it would be negative 20 out, and we'd be getting ready to go out on the road for tour. We'd either be getting in the van or getting on the bus, and here comes Shane and his fucking flip flops, <laughs> exactly like negative 20 out. I'm like, Dude, it's cold as hell out.
2: Dude, it's all about being authentic, just like she said. You got to be true to yourself, and that was in eighth grade, 1997.
0: And look at that. It is 2021, and Shane still being himself, still wearing his flip-flops, just doesn't live in Minnesota anymore.
2: There you go, kids. Be true to yourself.
0: Zaria, we really appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Yeah, if you ever need anyone else, if you don't have anyone for that week, I got you, and it's been a lot of fun. Really appreciate it
2: that'd be huge thanks again for coming on podcast for all Uh, Jeff you could maybe shred with her sometime but you need to get a neon Ibanez and then she can rock her sully and it'd be a great duel.
0: yeah we could do we could do a little shred wars competition I think I definitely have to go practice a little bit more
1: Uh, (laughs) I don't know about that
0: I've been off I've been off the road for the last year year and a half so I'm a little rusty right now
1: oh me too We'll get back into
0: it. Right. You would think that with the whole COVID and quarantine that I would have just spent all of my time playing guitar, but no,
2: I didn't. <laughs> you guys can have a one fade to black uh, solo off. There we go. Yeah, yeah, Zarya, thanks so much for coming on the podcast for all.
1: I really appreciate it.
2: Season three, episode five. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Thanks.
0: Yep. Thanks again. We'll see you.
1: Bye. Take care. Say-